pretty much just a soundtrack set to moving images. Jamie? Yeah? Let's go watch Less Than Zero. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. This is a podcast here that you're listening to. I hope you're aware of that. <laughs> I like to think people have no idea what they're they listening to. They just stumbled to. upon and they're like, "What? What? What's this in my in my earbuds?" Um, well, here we are. I am one half of this podcast. I am Jamie Lorello. On the other side of the tracks, I suppose, is uh, DP McCambridge. Mm-hmm. I don't- I don't know. The other side of the tracks? Yeah, like, you know, the other side of the movie. There is no other side of the tracks in this movie. They're all on the same side of the tracks, right? A very elite side of the tracks. Very elite. There's no trains anywhere near them, I don't think. Train, well, no. Maybe those slick Amtrak trains. (laughs) (laughs) That are bebop and zipping around. This is a movie for the wealthy, I guess. And for the wealthy alone. (laughs) Any sense to you. Right. If you don't have either a tennis court or a swimming pool or. (laughs) If you're not the Beverly Hillbillies, don't watch this movie. Right. Just a heads up. That's, 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 that's our public announcement. Do you remember on the Beverly Hillbillies when their doorbell would ring and they'd all just stand there and look around like, where's this music coming from? No, I don't. And then they would, and then they would go to the door and they'd be like, every time we hear that song, somebody shows up at the front door. <laughs> that was such a great show. It was a good all right. one. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't actually think anybody ever used a doorbell in this movie. Robert Downey Jr. just sort of snuck up on people. No, he, he climbed up the wall <laughs> yeah. of his home. <laughs> And broken with a credit card. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sad no, there was guy. no doorbell ringing None. in this. And if if anybody rang the doorbell, you wouldn't be able to hear it over LL Cool J no. and whatever other mm-hmm. music is playing. And all the mm-hmm. great, yeah, the, and the groovy soundtrack. Yeah. Right. Do you have any housekeeping before we get into this? You know, I think it is important at least to acknowledge because of our last episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to acknowledge that. Our new president is Donald Trump. <laughs> and I could not think of anything more ridiculous than that. <laughs> than that statement alone? It's insane. I and know. Jamie, you you and I have talked on occasion mm-hmm. about how long we should do this podcast. I think once you said we should do it until we cover every movie made in the 80s. Yeah, yeah it's a good goal. I, I think at our pace that would take about 172 years. So we're probably not going to do that. Sure. But I think it's important for us to at least do this for another four years. I think America needs us. Yeah. Our listeners. I do think. I know it's only like an hour and 20 minutes every two weeks. Yeah, but, but it's helping you. For that time, mm-hmm. if you can forget about. The leader of our country. I don't know what's going to be happening two years from yeah. now, but if you can forget about that for an hour and a half. Yeah. 
I think we this is uh, this is a service we provide. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm speechless, and and this isn't a podcast about politics, or I'd get a little more wordy about it. But um... mm-hmm. you get wordy about your speechlessness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right then. Well, yeah, I think that came as a huge surprise to everyone. I would say, including including Donald him. Trump. Yeah, I think he was like, I didn't really think America was going to buy this, but all right, I guess I'm here now. I didn't. He's such an orange man, just so orange. <laughs> I. How do you trust a person with that kind of coloring? I just do you don't... think that's going to change? Like the orange face and the white no. eyes? No, I think he'll enhance it even more. I would hope it would change, but what's it going to change to? Although presidents do tend to get grayer. Like that's the, the, the thing. And he know? is so old to begin with. He's 70. He's our oldest president we've ever is elected. This true? I don't know if you know. Yeah. Our oldest before him was Reagan at 69. Trump is 70. He's going to be, he's going to look like the crypt keeper when he's done. <laughs> oh. All right, so we I'll could just, go on I, and on yeah, about I'm this. Just, but I, I can't, I can't get, get, I can't go down that path. I didn't do enough. So fun. let's talk about <laughs> a time when Trump wasn't our president right. and was just, I don't know, the most insane billionaire ever. The eighty. Yeah. <laughs> this could this time period inspired by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's just jump. Right. Let's just right. get into it. Okay. Let's yeah. t- let's put our politics aside for now. Because we right. we're not here to, to bring that up. And, That's and I don't I don't assume to know the political positions of our audience. So I'm going to stop with the sentence right there because okay. I don't know. Okay, you don't. I don't know. No. And if you didn't vote, you should be ashamed. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> That's all. Okay. <laughs> if you're half the country and didn't vote, I'm so angry with yeah. you right now. <laughs> All right. So anyway, our movie is Less Than Zero from 1987. Uh, I did not even write down who directed this. Did you? Oh, no. I know it was my job to really walk us walk, through and yeah, take good and notes. Yeah, you usually keep note on I that wrote it was directed written by John Carpenter. That's not No, correct. that is not <laughs> was... correct. That's our other movie that we recently right. did. Not particularly this one. But it doesn't matter who directed it. It's based on the Brett Easton Ellis novel. Right. Have you have you read any Easton uh, Ellis American ever? Psycho? Wasn't you that? did read yes. it. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I did too. Okay. And great. Then, we share then, that yeah. in common. <laughs> well, I don't know. And then and then like the movie came out. Everybody really loves the movie. I didn't. And the movie's see the okay. Movie. See, I didn't see you didn't the movie. See... Well, sometimes oh, okay. I have that tie with a book where, and I I read American Psycho long long i feel like it was long ago but it was long enough ago to me and i didn't american psycho had the movie had um uh what's his name in it uh, christian bale thank you i was gonna call him evan i don't know evan why. bale <laughs> yeah. he looks like an evan right that's kind of a trendy name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. okay yeah uh-huh. i did not read this um no i didn't but read this in, one in doing research i found out that it is extremely loosely based on the novel in oh. that in the in the novel clay is the main character but mm-hmm. he, and he comes home from college mm-hmm. and he just does a ton of drugs mm-hmm. and has casual sex with men and women and oh. meets a lot of his friends he does meet julian like julian is a drug addicted prostitute but isn't the main character in the book. And so it's not, because really it's about the three friends. 
Right. And no, it's about it's about Clay just basically and living Blair's it up. Blair's not there. Blair. Blair's there, mm-hmm, but doesn't you know? I, not I the character. I don't know. I didn't read it, but from what I read, it's mainly Clay's story about him acting like a crazy person when he's home from break, oh. and then at the end, he just goes back to school and. So it That's is it. kind of loose because it's true. They, yes. the clay is not as crazy. It's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we should get into this. We're like yeah, fifteen let's... minutes in. We haven't. I know. Right, I know. So we're getting into Christian Bale, right? Is that what we're getting the... into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And White yes. Fang. This is maybe the, White Fang. This is the, this is the Christian Bale cast. <laughs> let's talk about his first movie, White Fang. <laughs> Disney movie. I'm pretty sure. No, okay. I like to. I like to hope that I edited out everything before this, and everybody's like, "Christian Bale wasn't a white fan. What are they talking about?" <laughs> All right. Uh, this movie's about three friends. Yeah. And the three friends are Clay, mm-hmm. played by Andrew McCarthy. Yay! Yay! Favorite of the podcast, Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> uh, Jamie Gertz mm-hmm. plays his high school girlfriend, I guess. Blair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which if. First, you just think that they're three friends. I mean, obviously, because there's a girl involved, you assume she's probably connected romantically to one. Mm -hmm. But really, you don't, when we're introduced to them, you just see them as three good friends. Exactly. And the third one, uh, the third part of this trio is Julian, played by Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. And they're graduating high school. Did you think it was weird that they had champagne at their high school graduation? I did, yeah. and a lot of champagne. Everybody, the one guy walked by Robert Downey Jr. and had enough champagne to hand him two bottles yeah. while he still had, like, another two. And then you wonder why these kids end up having kind of different problems with drugs and that kind of thing. Right. And the parents, too. So we're at their graduation, and they're... they're their parents are very nonchalant about everything, right? Like, I think right. even um, Robert Downey Jr.'s or Julian's dad was like, yeah, we didn't think you'd get this far. And it wasn't college right. they were graduating from, right? It's high school. It was high school. Yeah, yeah, they didn't think he'd graduate high school. Right. But also at the beginning, he's giving a speech. So he's the valedictorian? Oh. I I'm... Pretty sure. Who else gives a speech, yeah, right? right? Yeah, no, 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 no. You are right. So I think he's the valedictorian. Basically, this movie tells you that if you come from a broken home, your life is ruined. Yeah. Well, even no matter how much money you come from. No matter how much money. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Rich <throat> people have problems, too. Yeah, yeah. They just can afford uh, a lot of... Uh, Pools? And drugs. Pools and and drugs. Drugs. Well, <laughs> they can afford drugs. Their children cannot, though. So oh, right, don't right. get involved. I mean, unless you're a model. Do you think that um, Aaron Spelling watched this movie and was like, 30-year-olds graduating high school? I have a great idea for a TV show. Everyone in Beverly Hills must just look old. <laughs> because James Spader was in high school with these people. He looks like he's 40. Yeah, he does. He does with the slick back hair and even the way he handles oh. himself. Like what? The amount of gel and hairspray. I don't know. I want to know what the gel hairspray budget was on this movie. <laughs> You're curious. You're curious to know. Yes. Now, we didn't see James Spader at graduation, right? No, that's why it's weird. He does come up and he claims that he's like an old friend or Julian even says a couple of times, we're old friends. But Clay says a bunch of times, like, we're not really friends. They're graduating. Robert Downey Jr. is a record producer? He's going to become a record producer. 
Right? I thought he said he was because his record label, Tone Deaf Records. <laughs> and that's it. That's what he's going to do. He is going to be a record producer. Right. But funded by his dad. He even openly funded says, by, right? Yeah. Right, right. Funded by his dad. Mm-hmm. And and then that's it. That's like the cold open to this movie. Like, oh, these kids graduated yeah. high school. Um, and now I guess their lives as adults quote unquote, or going well, to begin. They say they have the summer together before they're going to go on to life because um, Chase, Ch- I want to always call him Chase. Actually, in my Chase? notes a bunch of times, I wrote down Chase. Again, that sounds, that's a better name. Right? Especially uh-huh. for his character. We want to yeah. just call him Chase for the rest of the movie? Or? Sure. I think that'll sure. confuse the audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. doesn't matter. Because in my notes, I was like, what's his damn name? Chase. Um so he is going off to college, and he's going to mm-hmm. the East Coast to go to college. So Clay's at school. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a phone call, and it's from Jamie Gertz, and she's out of her mind. Like, mm-hmm. she's – I guess she's just crazy coked up or, or something. I don't know. And she's like, uh, are you coming home for Christmas? I just want to see you. Uh, uh. Right. And and he is. He says that he's coming home for Christmas. Yeah, that's the plan. And then we get black and white flashbacks. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, wait, is there something wrong with – and it is. It's a flashback, right? something was wrong, wrong with, the TV. with yeah. my television. Yeah. Yeah. Are we stupid? Because there were other times where we watched movies. And remember the one time you were like, I thought the sound of my TV wasn't working. Oh, yeah. I was like, I thought the same thing. Are we that dumb that we – I mean, once you see the first – black and white flashback you know what's happening right but i really thought i was like is this an artistic choice i think to I, have her scenes in black and white i know right well i guess because it happened in the past they wanted to make well, right. sure yeah. that you knew that it was i would have preferred a wayne's world doodly doo doodly yeah! doo sort of dreams <laughs> like, that would have been that great that would have been awesome but so we find out that that he and Jamie Gertz mm-hmm. uh, were I'm sorry Blair Blair oh, and yeah, Clay Blair. oh they're not I did Jamie stupid. I know Blair Clay and Julian mm-hmm. oh my God they're rich were these kids. real names in the 80s they're well Blair kids. was on uh, what's it called uh, Facts, Facts of Life, of Life. Mm-hmm. yeah so they were boyfriend and girlfriend I guess in high school or at least the summer they were afterwards. more romantic yeah they were mm-hmm. more romantically involved right, and right. um. They had affections for each other. They were attracted to each other, what have you. Right. He wanted her to move with him to the to East Coast. To go to college with him. And she was afraid to leave. She admits that in the black and white. We get that kind of flashback that she was afraid to go with him. So right. that's it's why one she of the, It's one of the many times in this movie when the characters literally say their emotions yeah, like so literally that we know. spell it out for the audience mm-hmm. so we understand what's happening so we have and a what full perspective right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we also but then... she's a model she's a model too because she's like i'm just starting to get all the good jobs and right. everything and i don't want to say if you're a model just push off college but that modeling thing's not going to last forever i feel like you should take advantage of that when you can yeah 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 and but she's a weird like what remember the photo shoot she's doing where she has the she's apple a soap on model no, no, soap? it's a soap. It's a bar, a bar of soap. soap on her neck. Yeah. though. like, are they even taking a picture of her face? Or are they just using her? She's so you think she's like a neck model, like a uh, model? yeah, <laughs> like like a body part model. Like I don't even. Right. Know. I mean, she's beautiful. She's Jamie Gertz, but still. Um. So yeah. So uh, anyway, the other thing in the flashback we see <laughs> is that um, she at a he must have come home at a certain point. Oh. 
He came home for Thanksgiving. Ah. Because he says happy Thanksgiving That's or right. whatever. That's right. He throws the flowers. Well, right. she's in bed with Julianne. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Yes. Which then made me think, wait, is this his first year of college? Yes. So he was just home in Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. found them in bed together, and what, two, three weeks later, he's coming back? Well, he's coming back because of her phone call, though. Cause she I thought called... he was coming back for Christmas anyway. No, I, well, I don't know that for sure. I wasn't inside his head. He, but right, he, he mentions, yeah, that wasn't something he expressed. But he does <laughs> mention, like, when she, like, his whole motivation for coming back was because of the message she left. He thought that she wanted to see him. So I, I assume right. that he would have come home anyway to see his lovely family. His family is weird. Weird, right? Totally <laughs> weird. Totally and, weird. Wait, we'll get there, but how long does Christmas last in this movie? It's like a Hanukkah. It's like a three-day, like well, Christmas is every day for them. Right? Or do the days not, like I couldn't no, keep no, no, track no, no, of No, 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 but he's, he's in college. I mean, he, he probably comes home middle of December, and he probably doesn't have to go back till... Early January, you know, like yeah, yeah. You know, that 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 Christmas break in college or that holiday break, that's long. That's like a month long. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So, I mean, they literally do it one day, say that it is Christmas. But I feel like they say that a lot of times. But I guess you're right. I guess they must be referring to Christmas as Christmas break because I feel like a I lot guess. of times they're like, oh, it's Christmas. So, oh, that's right. I have to go home for Christmas. Christmas. Right. But I guess they're referring to the whole time period oh, as being such a religious time. movie. Oh, <laughs> I know. Come oh. on, fine. We'll keep the Christ in Christmas, Julian. right? As long as we can keep the coke up our nose, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> then, then he he travels back to the West Coast, right. mm-hmm. and we listen to the entire Bangles song, the whole song. And and we said earlier, the music in this movie is really good. Like this soundtrack yeah. is amazing it's pretty 80s pretty oh, groovy 80s it's pretty yeah. 80s but it's an insanely diverse soundtrack too yeah yeah it's yeah. not just oh, one yeah. style of music mm-mm, mm-mm. so and 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 we do i think we hear the entire bangle song i think there might be another one or two times in this movie where we hear an entire the song. entire song yeah mm-hmm. i agree so he goes home and i do want to say this he goes home and his parents aren't there no parents are ever no, Ever they're, they're rich. They're it, out right. making money or spending money, I guess. So he yeah. goes into his room. He listens to another message from Blair. I like, wait, do you know how many jelly beans he eats before the big giant bowl of jelly beans he dips into when he goes home? No, I was not counting. Oh. Did you count? I didn't count them. No, it wasn't like a jelly bean jar. He has a weird, there's one scene later where he's talking to Blair and the whole time they're talking, he's eating a lemon. He's eating a lemon, a lemon? in that club. Yes. He's just he's just Ooh. nibbling on it. Like every time they cut to him, he's oh, nibbling yeah, on this right. lemon. I'm like, this he is, is disgusting. Like it's out of a drink or something. Right. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he goes in. There's a big jar of jelly beans, Christmas jelly beans, <laughs> and he just digs into them. Like, because that's what rich people have in their home for Christmas. So his addiction is food? Is that what we're meant to believe? Uh, sugar. He's got a sugar. Sugar, sugar and high. lemons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sweet and sour is his thing. <laughs> But when he does um, sit down on his bed to read through mail or whatever he's doing, did you notice in the background there's a uh, there's a magazine called Teen Machine, which makes me no. wonder: is he getting this magazine? And it has Kirk Cameron on the cover of. Oh it. no, I didn't see 
invent. That would have been is, awesome. It's to really catch. great because it's in his room. I'm like, why is he getting a magazine that like a 13 year old girl would be into? Well, I do like that his room supposedly looks. Well, I think it looks exactly like as if he had left it yesterday. It's kind right. of a mess. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like either somebody was in there messing around or they were just like, this is how Chase left his room. This is how we're Well, he was there three weeks ago for Thanksgiving. I guess, They're like, yeah. ah, he's coming home again soon. We'll just, yeah, we'll just We're not going to mess up his – throw his mail right. on his bed. Just let his answering machine get all his <laughs> messages for him. He'll be fine. <laughs> But she so what she does leave him a message though about coming to a party. A party. This whole movie is parties. And every Lots party parties. looks like the party that we saw ten minutes before. Yeah. I, I could agree. not differentiate one from another. It's all neon lit, insane colors, loud music. Well, this is the TV party though. That's the only distinctive thing, yeah. Why, They're everywhere. Why? Why are there so this is someone's house right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i yeah with all these tvs it was part of a i don't know like an art piece maybe because the other thing they do in palm springs it looks like it's art gallery related when well they, later on when they're i think it's important to talk <laughs> about the fact that upstairs in this room there's an antarctic room, oh yeah which doesn't which <laughs> makes less true. sense yes so yes. this entire uh-huh. house appears to be an art piece it's it's a very bizarre, but it's I guess that's how we party. In but we do see that when, it's fun. Like people are falling in the pool. James yeah. Spader comes up, and James Spader is wearing this giant coat. It's like he's wearing a zoot suit or something. Yes, <laughs> he has yes, a yes. huge like duster sport coat on. Mm-hmm, Every guy mm-hmm. in this movie is dressed like it's business casual day on a Friday <laughs> at work. These nineteen <laughs> year olds are wearing sport jackets everywhere. Yes. Again, I guess it's the, the the lifestyles of the rich. I don't know that they're famous in this movie, but they are definitely rich. I and yeah. so this is how they party. This is how they dress. This is their. I do like too when he shows up at the party. Um, he's just sort of one girl. As soon as he gets there, is making out with him. Kind of gives him like a very mm-hmm. you know sensual kiss. He grabs the ass of another girl. Um, when James Spader does come up to me, puts a little bit of drugs in his pocket. I think he puts mm-hmm. like a a little vial, a little a yeah, uh huh, of coke something or whatever. In his pocket. Yeah. So mm-hmm. these are the parties to go to if you're looking for a good time. I guess this, these I are mean. awesome parties, and there are parts yeah. in this movie where I feel like there was no script or direction given. Like he talks to those girls who are sitting on TVs, and they yeah. just talk about nonsense, like nothing mm-hmm. that makes any sense. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he's like. Hey, you do know that there's TVs between your legs, right? <laughs> yeah. No reaction from them, and he walks away. <laughs> and he's just moving on. Uh huh. There's a part later where he's talking to Julian on the rock in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And as he's and walking he just... away, Julian's like, hey, watch out for the sharks. And he's like, oh, yeah, what about you? Oh, they're <laughs> fine with me. Oh, do you need anything? No. Oh, okay. All right, I'll see you. All right, bye. I'm like, what? what? Is this written? (laughs) That's the weird thing about, so we're meant to think that these are tight, they're a tight trio that were besties. And now obviously there's some friction that was caused by, uh, I'll call him by his real name, by Clay finding out that Julian and Blair had a thing. Did you say I'll call him by his real name and you called him by his character's name? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, 
<laughs> no, no, no. I know what you meant, but that just like I was ready for you to say Andrew McCarthy, and you were like Clay. <laughs> Because <laughs> I want to call him Chase. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> she, so he, when he sees her for the first time, they obviously have like a real good chemistry together, right? Um, I couldn't tell when we're first introduced to Jamie Gertz in this party if she was either supposed to be really high or just really being doing a bad job acting or what. She talks like someone who has discovered the power of speech. <laughs> like she's. All over the place, but her line delivery is stilted and odd, and she's excited, uh-huh. but not. And it's a bad job of like playing high, I guess. Later, she does better at, at when she's got to do be high. But this first part, I was like, I don't know if right. she's going to pull this off. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's weird. And so their interaction initially is weird. But one thing she does sort of get across to him is that she wants his help with Julian. <laughs> right. right? This, is this when he's trying to make out with her and she's like, no, but our friend. No, no, no. But Julian needs our. <laughs> she's trying to tell you something. <laughs> and, and last time you saw her, she was sleeping with this guy. Like maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this isn't what she wants. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should back it up. Yeah, well, she literally does, like, walk away from him while she's talking because yeah, he's yeah, she, oddly aggressive. Weird. Yeah. And then he then does see Julian. And again, their interaction, it's not meaning it's very awkward and weird when they first see each other again at the party. It's just kind of like, hey, hey. Yep. Like you said, it's like the like when they're at the beach and they talk about the sharks. Right. It's just like, hi. Yeah, hey, it, uh, it's like when, when – when actors sometimes talk about roles and they're like, oh, and we did all these auditions and, and we, we hung right. out every day. So we got comfortable with each other. This almost seemed like the first day of shooting. They all showed up at the set and the director was yeah. like, hey, Andrew McCarthy, this is Robert Downey Jr. You guys have never met. <laughs> Ready and action, go. <laughs> so their, in, their initial interactions together are weird. And then. I like how Julian's wearing uh, eyeliner. I thought that was great. Yeah, and later on he's got it on too, and it smudges. <laughs> like, uh, I guess because he's a record producer, so he's hip like. But that. he's not. Know. We find out his record producing Bailed. days lasted what, like a week or something like that. Oh, if it even got off the ground. And his whole thing is he's trying to start a club. Mm-hmm. But is he really, or is this just nonsense no, that he tells people to I... try and get the money that he owes James Spader? No, 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 because he does take his uncle to a place later that really is. I think, again, he's Very just much like, like a... Xanadu. <laughs> yeah, it is. You wanted you wanted Olivia Newton-John to just roller skate in and be like, oh, don't worry, no I would needed. have loved to see a coked up Robert Downey Jr. skating all around this movie. I would have loved it. Because I, I do have to say something before we get too far. We talked about how yeah. good the music is. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is killing it. Start to finish, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe you don't, oh, yeah. but I think he is the most capable in this movie. James Spader's pretty good. Now, I, I kind of imagine, too, that especially it being the wealthy, mm-hmm. this was kind of a lot of their lifestyle of this kind of Rat Pack 80s group. You know what I mean? I'm sure. This all these parties and the way they partied in the Palm Springs and the even the weird artsy TV. I'm sure these were the kind of things that they went to it you know it, even it did feel like something that would have been better presented in novel form like i'll bet mm-hmm. in the book it really got into 
this lifestyle, these people, what was happening. Right, right. I don't, I don't know that this translated that well to the screen because it seemed like a parody of an eighties movie. Like it's everything was so over the top. The outfits were bonkers, crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it seemed more like a parody than a movie trying to be genuine. But maybe it's well, just except looking for at the it. performances. Right. Yeah, and then I think too. I wasn't going to speak to this now, mm-hmm. but I will. I, I, I get it because we were supposed to. I feel like. There was a relatable piece missing because they were so wealthy. Mm-hmm. I felt like if at least one of them were middle class, <laughs> I would have felt a little more like, uh, because you got it, like, it was relatable to me in the sense that, like, okay, after high school, you've got a bond of friends, and one of them goes away and trying to reconnect, and even the whole jealous lover and that whole piece, you kind of right. were like, oh, but it was the amount of not even just the amount of drugs, but the amount of wealth it's and that everything. kind of thing because that I was it like. It's like, yeah, everybody has high school friends and you graduate and you go your separate ways. But right. one of you is going to an Ivy League school. The other one becomes a professional model and the yeah. other one yeah. is a record producer. That doesn't happen. Like That no. doesn't happen. I know happen. we're kind of jumping all around. But, so Blair and, and uh, Julian mm-hmm. move – they live in a loft together, right, that they easily can afford because Do he's they? a record producer and she's a model. They live well, together? Well, yeah, that's the – I thought that was the loft that they're in. And at the end we see when they're in that loft – did you see the big black and white picture? It's a huge black and white like portrait in the background the, of the three of them. That is the together. shittiest looking portrait because I'm looking at it I'm like, all right, I guess that's Robert Downey Jr. That's Jamie Gertz. And there's an old man next to them. It no, looks like garbage. It's But it's them. And I, I thought that it was their loft that they got together because she even says at one point, oh yeah, Julian doesn't hang out at the loft anymore. Um, I thought it was, so, I just thought it was her place. And I thought that he just sort oh, of spent time, spent time there at different places. I didn't think uh, it was their place together. I don't know. Whatever. He sleeps on a park bench at one point. <laughs> and when he goes home, he tells his dad, I just need to know where I'm waking up tomorrow. So maybe it's more her place and not his. But All right, let's, let's get back into this movie because I think we've, okay. we've done a good job of analyzing these characters in this movie. Now we can just fly yeah. through it. Uh, now we can just anyway, say we're good. So after this party, everybody sort of falls into their roles. We find out what they're doing, what's happening, and they have odd strange interactions but they finally do leave uh in clay's red corvette which plays mm-hmm. a major role in this movie anytime somebody's driving it's that car yeah yeah and yeah. robert Downey jr's really wasted oh yeah his feet are hanging oh, out standing <laughs> up he's singing christmas carols he almost dies he almost falls, yeah, he almost falls out of the car gives nearly gives blair a heart attack she's kind of but then she find it kind of finds it endearing oh. he's you know the crazy guy but you know? what's weird is, was he always the crazy guy? Or is this all strange for Clay? Like, was he the crazy guy in high school? Or is this all new? Is that why he's so weirded out by all of this? No, I think he senses the drug use. I think that's because well, Clay right, doesn't right. really But I didn't know if he drugs. used drugs in high school and it was just like, oh, this has gotten out of control. Or who is this guy? I've never seen this kind of behavior before. I'd like to think that they were a little crazy because when they when they when they convinced him to come um, Clay to like come on let's go out yeah. like old times it is a feeling of like they used to be crazy together I don't know that the drug use was as as rampant right. and, and that kind of thing but you do get the sense like 
when they were to, the three of them were together, it was the trifecta. Mm-hmm. They were fun. They were, you know. So they go out. The triple threat, if you they will. They were the triple threat. <laughs> All right. So they go to different clubs. They go to a restaurant which has these gigantic booths, like these really high Oh, booths. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they go to this other club. Like, they go to this club that looks like a, like Grand Central Station turned into mm-hmm. a club. Mm-hmm. And they're dancing. And, and, and Blair sometimes seems really concerned with Julian, but other times, like... I guess maybe she went in the bathroom and did some bumps I was going to say, I think and then she comes back and she's like, she I is. look really good. Come dance yeah. with me. Like, what, what, <laughs> is, right. what is going on here? Their behavior is insanely erratic. It is very weird. That's why it was hard to follow. Because you're right. She So at first, you, you get the feeling like Clay doesn't want to be involved with them. And then all of a sudden, they're all out together partying. And she's weird. Yeah, she's weird, too, at first, mm-hmm. um, or throughout, I guess. Um, I think that it's because you're supposed to get a sense of how there's just this this connection between her and Chase, <laughs> uh, Clay. Um, Good old Chase. You know, there's this magnetism between them. Mm, okay. You know, and there's... I don't know. All right. I, I don't know. Like, maybe do you, she... Do you buy that? Are no, you for that? not at all. <laughs> no, okay. Maybe she just feels like he's bringing some normalcy back into her life. Like, maybe things have been really crazy for her. Because she talks about how Julian disappears for days. Nobody yeah. knows where he is. He comes mm-hmm. back and he's really sick. And I'm like, well... Clay even kind of says to her, like, you're an addict like he is. And she's like, no, I can stop any time. It's totally different for me. Because when he comes into her modeling shoot, mm-hmm. remember... And, and we do find out that too. she's totally right. She could just stop whatever she Yeah, wants. she does. She's like, uh, no. Meanwhile, our poor friend Julian has to give head to do his drugs. And I, it gets crazy. Not it gets crazy real. for I mean, Julian. I don't know. He's just paying off a debt. All right, we'll get there. So. Okay. Um, the <laughs> next day, after this night of partying, <laughs> Julian wakes up on a park bench with just some random little kid on a swing. Which I'm like, where is this kid's parents? Oh, yeah, this Who is weird. Who would just weird, put their little kid on a swing and be like, oh, there's just some man sleeping on the bench. What? We're, we're going to be way over here. He... And he parked his car right out the park, <laughs> yep. right, right? Yep. Wait, back it up. Before mm-hmm. he's at the park, we find out that he actually owes $50,000 $50,000. At first, I thought he was saying fifteen. Even when he went to his uncle, I was like, he's asking for fifteen. I'm like, that's a lot of money. And later on, I'm like, holy shit, it's 50? fifty. Well, and that's what's funny, too, is I'm like, how did that drug debt get that out of that, control? Right, exactly. Because James Spader keeps saying, like, you know, I've been really good to you. I've really kind of helped you out. But he keeps giving him drugs. And right. he keeps letting this debt. So was this but, like a long con by James Spader's character being like, listen, I know mm-hmm. what great BJs this dude gives. <laughs> he is going to be a prostitute because I'm going to mm-hmm. run him up for 50 because you got to figure Nobody's going to let you go that long and run up that kind of, I'm going to call it a bill, a drug bill. Okay. Okay. A tab. Like that's, a drug tab. that's a ton mm-hmm. of money. Like when you get well, to 10 grand, that's when you confront the guy and you're like, listen, you got to work this off. You you would do just, it. Right. Exactly. 10,000. You're like, I got a limit. That's a lot of money. That you is. Don't well, let it get I, to 50. And I don't know how much drugs cost in the eighties. Right. 
But that has to be a lot. Of, like six months worth. That had to be from when he graduated high school <laughs> till now. He's been doing such an intense amount of drugs that I think it's because he. And is he smoking because crack? Because he was the record. Because crack's pretty cheap, right? Or is he, he, what's I he smoking? I thought he was smoking crack. He smoked he something too. and I'm, I want to say is crack. I don't right. know. What else do you smoke like that out of a pipe? Was he smoking heroin? Do you smoke heroin? You can smoke heroin, but. Well, he was smoking something shadily. That looked like crack, right. heroin, or something. I like it when nasty, I like it when mask. Bill just like heats it up for him, and he's like, "Here, I'll, I'll." Take yeah, it. because he's got to do the deed. Because he's like, "All right, we're just gonna do this now." But that's at the end when you think he's gonna get. All right, okay, we're not there all right. yet. Um, what I would do, and I would suggest to people, and this is this is ruining whether I recommend this movie or not. I would buy the soundtrack for this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would put on the soundtrack and just put the movie on mute. You don't need to hear anything that they're saying. You just need to see the crazy outfits and insane settings and listen to the music. That's worth it. Because you're right. The outfits are out of control. When he's wearing that shirt with what looks like a blood stain all over it. Yes. I first I thought he was shot. When he first shows up with that, I was like, oh, Julian's injured bad. Because it looks like a big red blot. And then... He doesn't stop wearing it. Nope. He goes And there's like into feathers another... attached too. There's like yeah. two black feathers attached and to it. And it changes. Like the red blotch was at first near his hip, then it's up near his chest. It's a very weird, not attractive shirt. And she at one point is wearing like a suit jacket as a dress, which I think was fashionable. Yeah, she's like wearing her power suit. Yeah. He's naked <laughs> on the bed when he's all sweaty and his crotch no. is covered by a pillow. <laughs> I do love when he's like coming down and he's just naked. And, and then she like, walks out. Right. She walks out in her power suit. And this is another weird line where I don't think I don't think any of this was written because she talks to him and then she's walking away and he's like, "Hey, you look really great in that outfit." And she looks down <laughs> like you weren't supposed to say that, but she's like, "Thanks." End of scene. Yeah. For for these, <laughs> this is what else I felt for throughout the whole thing was for these three friends that were supposedly really tight. Like later on, we find out that Julian and Clay know each other since they're like five, even before right, that. Right, right, right. They don't really like even so like at the park, like you were saying mm-hmm. before, when when Julian's at the park and he's the kids are <laughs> swinging and Clay goes there because again, upon um, Blair's urgency to like say right. we need to help Julian, he needs your help, he needs you. He tries to like have a heart to heart with him, but it's weird. He's just like, "How you doing? Yeah, not so good." These yeah, people well. do not seem like they want to talk. They to don't one seem another. to care about each no. other. Yeah, they don't seem into each other at all. And I get it. There's friction because he's been with her and that kind of thing. But so, so I don't. So know. anyway, we, we have a <laughs> lot to go over. So after he talks to him in the park and nothing is resolved, nothing's ever resolved. Like these conversations no. go they nowhere. They keep it. And their conversations just end. <laughs> They're weird. Like there's a weird heart to heart where it's like, I'm here because I care. But then he's like, Oh yeah, your hair is greasy. There's a go. scene you know in this I mean? movie later that I swear to God is out of place. I swear I was watching a cut of this movie. The one where he's with the little girl. No, the one where he's talking. Sister? No, uh-huh. the one where he's talking to his dad and his dad's playing tennis. And he had just sobered up, and I'm like, you look like shit. Like, this scene should have been earlier in this movie. Because he just sobered up, then went to talk to his dad, and his face is all bloody, and his lips are all (laughs) chapped. And I was like, you just sobered up, dude. And then the next scene, he looks great. I'm like, who put this movie in this order? There is a time, it's like the last, like, 
I don't know, kind of quarter of this movie where Robert Downey Jr. just has that white all around his lips. He's just like, he just looks nasty. And the white on his lips and the, the uh, there's the mascara like running off his face that you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Somebody just give the man a tissue to wipe his face off. Or is it? Maybe it's not Chuck. And I feel maybe like we have to come know, out and from... we have to say seriously – Drug addiction is not funny, folks. But this yeah, movie no. paints it in the goofiest light possible. <laughs> because you're right. He looks like garbage. And he is uh, – when when he goes up in the – oh, my God. We're getting so ahead. But I love it when they find him in the stairwell. Oh, right before yes, he's yes. He's, just, he's just running down the hallway, crashing into the walls, <laughs> puking all over himself. Yeah. And Andrew McCarthy looks – disgusted by all of yeah them. yeah well could you imagine though that's that scene i was like oh yeah that because that's when you see again we're fast forwarding but that's when you see so this is what blair's been dealing with. right right exactly and this is the role she's mm-hmm. taken in their lives and this is why andrew mccarthy's like whoa we were three crazy friends but we weren't this you right. know yes and, and i mean it's all james spader's Fault, I guess is what we're meant to believe because James Spader's because he's like, been pumping the drugs. Yeah, $50,000 worth of drugs. Clay goes to see Blair at her job yeah. modeling soap with her neck. Um, <laughs> so and again, weird. it's another weird interaction where he goes into her dressing room and she's doing coke and they talk about, I don't know, nothing. And he's like, yeah, oh, I'm going to go, conversation. I think I'm going to go back to school right after Christmas. And she's like, uh, okay, it's just, you know, make sure you say bye after, before you leave. And he's like, yeah. And he leaves and she's like, I miss I miss you. you. Yeah. And, uh, she's brushing her hair the whole time. She's brushing. It's brushing. so oh, yeah. She's just <laughs> brushing her hair like <laughs> like Marsha Brady. Just crazy brushing. And yeah, there are times in this movie where I swear the direction was just like, I don't know, look emotional. Well, because they're supposed to be coked out, I guess. Like when he walks out, yeah. he leans up against the door and just kind of stares away. Just stares mm-hmm. into space for a mm-hmm. minute. Mm-hmm. We're always thinking. I assume he's waiting for the director to say, God. <laughs> This is when Julian needs to get $50,000, and he goes to yes. his uncle, uncle right. in, in his blood-soaked shirt pattern. Yeah, in that weird, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's in a car dealership, which first I was like, why is he in a car dealership? Clearly after hours. But that's where the, de- yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. where his uncle works. I love how, and he's like, I'm opening this club. I need fifty grand. i will take you there. It'll be great. Right. And I love how his uncle's like, you want a bump? And he goes, yep. Yeah, the uncle is like. The uncle's like, let's go to my it, office. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you find out that this uncle, because at first I'm like, oh, this is just the crazy uncle mm-hmm. that like sells cars and does drugs. But no, later on, or I think it's at this point when Julian's like, come on, I'm, I'm like a son to you. He's like, I already have my own two sons. This is the uncle that he goes to to kind of help him start this. And this business is supposed to not only help him kind of recover his drug money but this is the next thing to kind of get him out of his hole so we're told earlier that he's in a big hole because the record company went under and and his plans originally after high school didn't really pan out and the dad cut him off for money little later we find out the dad cut him off because he's a drug addicted liar right but 
the uncle is going to allegedly still support mm-hmm. him and give him money for this yes. club. And this is also when we find out that Blair's home life doesn't seem that great either. This is the oh, only scene in the so movie where we see her home life. It's so sad when she goes home. This is so weird, too, right? How weird It's is very this? weird that she talks to her right? dad through the door. Yeah, he's just a voiceover. We never see him. <laughs> or do we see him at the graduation, I guess, in the beginning? No, because at the beginning... She says, oh, my dad couldn't make it. I guess his flight was late or whatever. Oh, that's And then, so she talks to her dad through a door. (laughs) And she's like, oh, I brought you a present or whatever. And he's like, I'll be out in a little bit. And she's like, I got to go. And and he's like, can't you stay and whatever. This is an entire conversation. She's talking to a door. To the door, Uh uh-huh. And then some woman walks out. I guess it's her stepmom, I'm assuming. Right, like that's no. Not her I think mom. it's the flavor of the month. I think okay. it's like it's definitely not her. What, mom. She calls her by her first name, whatever yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. And then you hear her dad in the background, like Susie, get your ass back in here or something. That's I'm like, what's Wait so a weird. Second. What? Yes, it's very strange. So she, yeah. Apparently, her family life is is pretty shitty. Again, she lives in a mansion, mm-hmm. a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. Um. And Christmas to her, that's what I mean. I feel like, so this, I thought this was Christmas, that she goes home to celebrate and her dad's, I guess, shacking up with this girl. I guess she's just dropping off the presents, you know, just like, oh, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, because she does say like, I brought you a present and I, I, it's, I I don't understand. I don't understand Mm -mm. anyone's motivation. I don't understand why. Nothing's explained. Well. After this interaction with her dad, right. and not even barely interaction with her dad, and then the dad's right. woman coming out, you tend to think she's really got it the worst off. At least Julian has a supportive uncle, <laughs> and the dad did try to give him money. Right. And mm-hmm. Clay's family is really weird, but apparently he's got like a nice, sure, the nice the waspiest fam- family weird, ever. Yeah. They are so weird when they play piano and <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. But she really has, like, she's got this cold, quiet house, and right. the dad won't even leave the bedroom to come say Merry Christmas. No, it's so weird. Um, so if anyone has to have a drug problem, you would think it would be Blair, right? <laughs> yeah. But but she, I mean, and she is doing drugs. I mean, she does. But she seems but to not... have a handle on it. I mean, <laughs> I know, I'm serious. I'm not. It's an important thing. I'm just saying... Her drug use seems to be... Manageable. Manageable. I was even going to say social, but no, she's in her dressing room Uh, doing lines of coke or whatever. Um, But she seems... Again, we find out that she can easily handle it, and she's holding down a steady job as a model. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. not... I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have much problem with her drug use. Anyway. um, (laughs) So then they go to more parties. Like, this movie is just parties. And Julian and Rip... Oh, we did not say that James Bader's character's name is Rip. Is Rip. <laughs> so they kind of have a fight at this club where he's like, Julian, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you owe me something. He's like, oh, I'm done with you. And clearly coked out of his mind. Yeah, he's so high. Uh-huh. This one now, the LL Cool J This song is where they happens. run down an orange yeah. hallway and go outside and listen to LL Cool J. That's right. Okay. Um, Okay. And then this is also when they have their romantic scenes or the first of their romantic scenes because Clay and Blair then make out on this like fire escape. 
Oh, you're right. And they yes. get the car. Yes. They park in the middle of the road. In the middle of the busy road. Not for the uh-huh. only time in the Motorcycles movie. cruising by A them. A motorcycle gang <laughs> rides, just flanks them and rides by mm-hmm. as they make mm-hmm. out and laugh like idiots. Mm-hmm. It is so mm-hmm. stupid. Because it's so goofy. It's, but I, I think that this was, um, <clears throat> again, because earlier they sort of resisted each other. It's like this is their time to finally be like, yeah, we're together. We're going to do this and we don't care. Because before this, they were kind of tentative about right, right, whether yes. they should be making out. And mm-hmm. clearly there's chemistry, but they didn't want to go for it. And now they're. Right. So they go, um, I guess they go back to her loft. This is where they have sex. But it's so weird. Like, is she wearing a cape during sex? Like, it's the just, weirdest. It's, they're having sex amongst strategically placed sheets and jackets <laughs> to where we see <laughs> no nudity. We barely mm-hmm. see any skin. No, yeah. I really thought she was wearing a cape. And then I was like, is her ass that big? Because of the way that they made it. They didn't try to make her look. It was like a big leather jacket. She was wearing like this yeah. gigantic leather jacket. <laughs> and didn't take it off. Although he seemed to, he seemed to not be wearing anything. Yeah. Anyway, this is when we know that they're they've consummated their relationship. They're they're back on track, just like it was six, I guess, six months ago when they were. I, I can't believe this is all taking See, place over six. Well, months. and I can't believe that they had that. I guess so. Like I, I want to say that the intensity of their relationship became more so because of the distance and because of Julian becoming in the middle. Because I would think that if they're because they seem to have, like I said, like this real intense. Chemistry I think it's because of drugs. Oh, there you know, you go. I mean, we don't <laughs> we don't see Clay take any drugs. Like he is the cleanest and soberest yeah, person yeah, in this he movie. Is. Does he uh-huh. even drink? And the most responsible. Like, do we even see him drink an alcoholic beverage? Maybe he's beverage? sucking the liquor off that. Well, yeah, he he eats lemons and jelly beans, but I don't know if we even see alcohol <laughs> or we no, like you're right. we don't even see people just casually smoking pot in this movie. No, it's either you're doing coke it's or you're coke or nothing. That's it. Yeah. It's coke or crack, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, the next morning, Julian climbs up the side of his house and breaks in yeah. to his mm-hmm. father's gym. Oh yeah, yeah. His dad has like uh-huh. he has like thirty barbells in a row that all appear to be the same weight, which doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> but he's stealing CDs. It it really yeah. placed this because eighty seven like CDs were a pretty new thing. Yeah, then. they were the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. he seems to be stealing CDs to, I guess, you know, sell to get some money. Sell, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess he's just. What do you think? Do you think he's just taking those CDs back to rip? And he's like, "Here you go. How much? How much am I fifty thousand? How much can debt? I get for it? No, I guess he's taking them to. No, I would assume that he's gonna the pawn shop. Pawn shop we never it, see yeah, get the cash. Yeah, and that's the thing i would have loved to have seen him go to and you started this with like the other side of the tracks i would have loved to have seen a scene of him go to the bad part of town like the shitty hollywood that nick cage was such a great part of in valley girl like <laughs> you know and like go to a pawn shop or something like that but Right, he never right. does. Like, he never leaves Beverly Hills. Hey, well, that's the thing. He doesn't really, other than just asking people for money for this huge debt, there's really no effort he puts forth to clean up the debt. No. I mean, he, do, I mean, he does have to, actually, I mean, you know, work for. But, like, there's nothing, 
I think that right. Was it's almost like he's like me, prostitution. Like, I didn't try anything I else. Guess. So I guess it's this. Yeah. yeah, like if you're not trying to get another job, you're not trying to. Like even at the end, it's like Clay's thing is like, well, we'll all leave together. You just have to leave L.A. and that'll help. Like he's that's not even in his head. Well, I think I mean. <laughs> Unlike Jamie Gertz, who's handling her drug addiction quite well, I really right. like it has consumed him. Anytime we see him, he's just casually napping in public or like just yeah. drinking or booze drinking, or like, something. Yeah, and he does. I think that's before he goes to break into his house. He's like drink. He's on like a drinking bender because he's been cut off right. from his drugs, mm-hmm. right? So he whatever it is, he needs to get. Fucked up all the time, right, basically. Right. So I don't. He's yeah. not thinking clearly where he can get a job at like Kmart or something like that. I don't. No, or like, and yeah, no kind of. I guess you're right. not thinking responsibly. His dad throws him out. I love how somebody who I guess is his little brother tries to. I fight think it's him. his brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who doesn't look? You couldn't find an actor that kind of looked like Robert Downey Jr. You could, this I know, is it's just not that hard. Yeah, this is some like sort of chubby kid. It doesn't yeah. look like him at all. No, no. I don't know who the Right. Yeah. It's it's very strange. But in the meantime, a guy with a notch cut into his eyebrow comes up to um, Blair's apartment looking for Julian. And this is, again, weird interaction in this movie when he wakes them up in the morning. Well, so they're – no, well, they're they're having their sort of like pillow talk time. Because they're planning, she wants children, like maid, how maids to watch her children. Yeah, come back and, to college with me. Yeah. She's like, no, but how about we get married? He's like, oh, that sounds mm-hmm. great. I guess it's a joke. Yeah. I, I, none of this movie's played for laughs, but no, I know it's not supposed to be funny, right. but some of it does make you yeah. kind of yeah. Um, but yeah, then you're right. So while they're having this moment, this crazy dealer right. guy, the crazy comes in dealer, because he literally he comes up and he's like. I'm looking for Julian. Well, he's not here. Well, tell him I stopped by. My name is Bill. <laughs> You're Blair. I know you. But I don't know you. Okay, bye. <laughs> what? So it's so crazy. So bizarre. And he looks insane. Like, I was ready for this guy to become some, like, insane killer. Yeah. Like, he looks like a hitman. That's what mm-hmm, he looks like. Mm-hmm. He's got the crazy goatee and just like the, yeah. like I said, there's like a notch shaved out of his like eyebrow. A, and like his, a, uh-huh, it's like a vanilla like ice thing. Vanilla ice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I expected this guy to just become bonkers crazy and just go nuts at some no. point. But he doesn't. He's just kind of like the bodyguard of like, Rip. drug Rip. dealers. Or the, Rip. Yeah, Rip. Mm-hmm. Bill, Rips. the guy who has the most normal name in this Lipsy. movie is the guy with his eyebrow shaved. <laughs> <laughs> I love how his name is Bill. You couldn't think of another crazy name to give this like guy? tougher name. Yeah, even call him like like I don't know what's tougher than Bill, but Louie is even tougher than Bill, isn't it? Louis? It's more is it? Um, it's more unusual, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Louie is a is Louis, a tough I don't know. name. <laughs> All right. Louis sounds more threatening than just Bill. Right. You better talk to Bill. You gotta talk to Louie. Louie does seem like he might break your wrist or your knuckles. I think there's something. a tougher name than that. I can't think nope, of Nope, right we can't now, think of any. Bill is not it. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's. So after okay, this guy shows on. up, they become concerned and they like go on the great Julian hunt, which. Yes. I don't know. They go to one place. They're like, maybe he's at the beach. 
Of course he is. That's where he is. <laughs> and yeah. Zuma. He's over in Zuma. Mm-hmm. They find him Malibu. on a rock in the ocean, mm-hmm. and this is where they mm-hmm. have a again a bizarre interaction, which Weird accomplishes interaction. nothing. And mm-hmm. Julian's like, "Hey, I'm going to start a club," and Andrew McCarthy goes, "Hey, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm making a comeback. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So you're good, right? Uh huh. I'm great. Okay. And that's See the, that's what I mean, like." Do you really care about each other no, as friends? not at all. I don't, I don't feel like you do. In the end of this movie, they say, I, I, we're going to take you to a hospital. No, don't take me to a hospital. The end of the conversation. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> if your drug-addicted friend suddenly, for some reason, can barely walk or stand, you take him oh, to yeah. a hospital. Like, what is yeah, he going to do? Coming out of the bathroom, he has issues walking. Right, yeah. You don't drive through the Joshua No, no, no. You, you just don't. Say, I don't know. Let's take a nice nine-hour drive <laughs> through the desert. Never stopping for gas. We'll be fine. Oh, it's God. all good. Anyway, so. Got to get away from Bill, I so, guess. Uh, well, this is, this is really fun because now it's Christmas and suddenly we are in a different movie. When his family <laughs> is standing around this table and this dude is. The golden table where everything is golden. This guy. <laughs> Is giving a speech, and I Very again weird. thought this is not the same movie. Something happened. I'm watching something mm-hmm. now that I'm not supposed to see. Because we pan around the table, it is just littered with characters, blonde mm-hmm. hair, blue eyed characters that I've never mm-hmm. seen before. No, you didn't even get introduced to them at the graduation. I guess you met his mom. Right. At the his graduation, mom was there in a long shot but, where we really barely see her. But not the sister. Like apparently no. he's got two little sisters. I don't know. There seem to be a ton a, of people. Who's the guy playing the piano? I thought that was his Is that, dad. That's not his dad. He looked young though. I don't know. I don't know. But don't it's know. Christmas at Clay's residence. Christmas at Clay's family's house. And. It, this whole part of the movie is is just so stupid. And what does anything happen here? Like Blair is there as his guest having Christmas dinner. Yeah, yeah. They go off um, while the dad or whoever this dude is is playing. It's very weird because he's playing kind of Christmas. It's not even Christmas girls. He's just playing piano for the people at the party. And the women at the party, there's two of them. I guess one of them is his mom. I don't know who. They're, like, sipping drinks, like, oh, this is painful for us. Meanwhile, in some weird, like, outside hallway It's, like, between two trellises. Like, it's, like, vines should be growing up this stuff. But you're right in that it comes out of the house like it's a hallway. Yeah. But it's outside. But then later, they come out of the so okay so they go in this the geography area. of this house uh, is crazy is it's weird because it's they're rich so clay and blair right. go into this little side area and they basically have right. sex but they have standing up sex and there's a lot of licking involved oh in their the sex. tongues there's like <laughs> so much touching yeah. that dissolves into a dude playing a piano and I'm like this is it's uncomfortable so weird it's so weird and butt grabbing and really like And it cuts back and forth. Sorry. It cuts back and forth. Anytime we're inside, it's this awful classical piano playing. And when they're outside, Mm -hmm. it's David Lee Roth's Bump and Grind. Like, literally, the name (laughs) of the song is Bump and Grind. And it's not that one song, like, dissolves into another. It is these hard cuts between these two Uh pieces of music. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
but and I guess and then like I said, there's the women drinking, looking bored that as if like looks the awful. fun is really happening. Yeah, but then so Jamie Gertz or Blair comes out of what I think is a whole different area, like the bathroom. I don't know. And she's sort of like, <clears throat> yeah. you know, like something just happened, and she's having a conversation with. She's um, fixing I her hair, it's, it's, which is insane throughout this movie. Her hair goes through these wonderful transformations like college graduation it's nice and smooth and long and straight Mm -hmm. and then when he sees her in the antarctic it is just the puffiest (laughs) curliest and her lipstick is the most red nonsense i've ever seen It's like they did. They took her through all the transitions. Now at this party, it's a different, like, slick back kind of 50s bouffant. Yep. Yeah. At one point, (laughs) I think Robert Downey Jr. has, like, a pompadour. Did you notice that he has, like, a a big, huge pompadour and then, like, a big curl that comes down? Oops. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you're right. She comes out of a different part of the house, and she and his mom have a conversation, but it doesn't matter. But she's distracted. No, it's a weird conversation, and she's distracted because she's clearly – he then – Clay also comes out from the same area, sort of kind of adjusting his pants and everything. Like, we know what's just happened. And they look at each other. Merry Christmas, They look at each other the whole time like – can you believe we just did that? I can't believe we just did that. That was so I know. Awesome. We just totally did it. We're going to do it and again. And we're, we're totally gonna tricking so everyone at this party. Yeah. We came in different doors from outside. They have no <laughs> idea what happened. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, gross oh, lips, disgusto boy shows <laughs> Crusty lips. Wait, back it up to when Julian, um, before the party or maybe interluded between the Christmas party, Julian goes to his uncle to show him the, the oh, new spot yes, for the club, yes, 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 and yes. he's like tap dancing over the like this is where the club's going to be. And the uncle's like, "I can't. We're not. I'm not giving you the cash. Your dad told right. me because of the interaction. I guess mm-hmm. when you broke into the house and tried to steal CDs, I'm not allowed to give you the and cash." And this is when I did figure out that that club that he's buying is the club that they were at for that party oh. where there was the big stairwell with all the people yeah, yeah, just yeah. hanging out. So that's the place that he that's wants to buy. That's what he was looking yes. at. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's not going to happen because the uncle's not going to fund it. Right. So now Julian um, is basically taken. Isn't he taken to the motel? Is this when he's like uh, Bill takes him to right. kind of do yeah. the dirty work? Bill takes him. Well, he shows up at, at Rip's. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'll, I'll get your money. Don't worry. Da da da. And Rip's really nice about it. And he's like, Hey, it's not a big deal. You're just gonna come to yeah. work for me for a while. It's great. You're just gonna have to do some and work. And I, yeah. I love how Julian's like, Oh, I, 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 I can I make can be deals. A salesman, yeah. a salesman. I can make deals. First of all, you did not let drug addicts sell drugs because they'll just do the drugs. <laughs> like you don't right, do that. Right. And not a drug addict that owes you fifty thousand dollars in drugs. <laughs> right. Here, make sure yeah. all of this gets to its destination. That's not yeah. what you do with drug addicts. <laughs> I trust mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes Bill, and it's implied that Julian is now a prostitute, right? Like, we don't mm-hmm. see anything at this mm-hmm. point. Bill's just, yeah, Bill's just like, hey, I'm going to take you to this party. And Julian's like, it's going to be great. There's just these really cool people there. It'll be awesome. Or not yeah. Julian. Sorry. Uh, what's his name? Rip. No. Yeah. Uh, Rip. Yeah. He's like, you're just going to talk to some cool people and it's going to be fun. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, Bill's like on so a payphone or something. And Julian walks yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And Bill even turns around. And he's like, how'd you like the party? And Robert Downey Jr. just looks all ashamed. 
No, yeah. He's kind of disgusted he with himself. Away. Yeah. He just flees. Yeah. He's just like books it on right. foot. See ya. So, yeah, yeah. So he shows up then at Clay's house, just creeping Clay's around house. in yeah, the He's backyard. like lurking mm-hmm. around. Yeah. He's creepily lurking. Um, and now this is right after kind of Blair and, and Chase. Or Chase. That's fine. That. Whatever. <laughs> Blair and Clay are having their, like, look-sees back and forth right. with each other. Like, I'm so into you. When can we have sex in a weird place again? And um, then all of a sudden, Clay sees Julian. So and this goes, is um, when Julian kind of comes clean to Clay. And he's like, I owe right. uh, Rip $50,000. I need the money. Can you get it for me? Can you ask your dad? And Clay's like, oh, I don't know. Well, he doesn't ask him to ask his dad. He's just like, I need it. How can you get it? And this is when you, this is the first time, because like you said, all the other interactions where he's supposed to be helping his friend out, it's weird and awkward and disjointed where you're like, I don't even think he likes him <laughs> as a person, as a friend. I don't think they're going to have a, but now this is when finally Clay is sort of concerned right. and he's like, okay, I will find a way to help you, but that's just a lot of money that uh-huh. I can't get right away. And again, at first I was like, well, what a jerk. But I think it's because obviously he's addicted to drugs. Julian's like, well, what do you mean you can't right. get it? Just give me the money. I need it. <laughs> and it seems like with all these characters, anytime you ask somebody for 50 grand, their reaction isn't, holy shit, I can't get that money. Everybody's reaction's like, Mm, I might, I don't know. Is it for a good cause? Like, okay, I think it's we like could do that. It's like asking for a hundred bucks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like to me, a, if you came to me and you're like, I need a hundred yeah. bucks, I can't say why. I'd be like, that's, well, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. I guess yeah. if you're not going to buy But when drugs, Clay goes up but, to his dad, he's like, I need $50,000. And his dad's like, uh, that's a lot of money. I'm like, that is not a reaction. But it's available to right. dad. But it's oh, available yeah, yeah. to his yeah. dad, clearly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love this interaction when they're outside talking. Like, the one thing I was mm-hmm. wondering is, I was like, oh, I wonder I wonder what's going on with Blair. And there's one point where she's knocking on the window like, hey, what are you oh, guys yes. doing she's just like, What's going on? <laughs> I'm here too, guys. I'm Come here in. too. I'm stuck yeah. with your boring ass family in here. <laughs> All I want to do is have sex with you, Coke. Can one of you help me with one of those things? She's got it covered. One sex, one Coke. Yeah, easy. one Coke. Yeah. So when, well, when um, Clay goes to talk to his dad, Julian goes and interacts with Clay's younger. So Clay's younger sister, who's probably like nine or ten, I don't know, cute little blonde hair, blue eyed kid, is playing with, I guess, her mom's right. jewelry. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. kind of makes his own movie now. It's just like he's a different character. <laughs> These lines don't make any sense. He's no. in a movie now with a little girl where yep. he's like a babysitter or something. I don't know uh-huh. what's happening. It's very weird. It is very weird. Yeah. A and little uncomfortable. He calls her a preteen hussy, which I thought yeah. was great. And she just laughs no, at she it. She laughs like, at ah. it. And then he seems yeah. hurt. He's like, oh, I can't believe you just laughed at me. Yeah. The girls are terrible. You learned this from such a young age. And I was like, what is going on? In this this is the only part that I was like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, are we supposed to, is this the comic relief part <laughs> where it's like, oh, sweet, silly little Julian is. But it's not but it's supposed to be creepy. funny because the whole time he's pocketing jewelry. Like the All whole the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> what she's trying on. And yeah. Then Clay finds this little girl, and he and Blair 
come to a conclusion. He's like, oh, no, he stole my mom's jewelry. What about the 50 grand? Like, we never hear whether his dad was going to give him that money Whether his dad was going to, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting for him to find Julian and be like, give me the, give me the jewels back. My dad's going to give me the money mm-hmm. or, or something. Mm-hmm. Or my dad can't get me the money or something. That is right. never – it's like – You never know what happens with him. It's like Julian – did this on purpose. It's like he he knew that he would ask his dad. Then he knew where the jewelry was. It was like it was his plan the whole time. Did you feel that yeah. way? Yeah, like then he figured yeah. that he, well, I think because he didn't, I think because he was fucked up and on drugs and he didn't know what was going to Listen, work. he's he just just pretty smart for a dude that was that messed up on drugs. He was the valedictorian. He was. He was no dummy. <laughs> yeah. His business failed. Anyway... Well, that's because of his drug addiction. So this is when Blair and Clay go to every club in L.A. or Hollywood or whatever and ask everyone. They just walk up to random people that we've never seen and they're like, hey, have you seen Julian? And everybody's like, no, not recently. I'm like, how do all these people know Julian? These are the clubs he frequents, though, because he's a a club guy. Yeah. But I, I love how this whole movie is... Half this movie is people looking for Julian because they yes. go to a party and they run into Rip and Bill who are also looking for looking Julian. Looking for Julian, yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because he ran off earlier right. at the motels. So yes. nobody finds Julian. They drive away again in that red Corvette. They drive through a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And again, a part of the movie that made no sense, They he slams they, on the brakes and he's like, oh, oh, no. We just we just hit a coyote, and they both get out of the car and look around and go, "I don't see a coyote. Maybe he got away. Maybe there was no coyote." I'm like, "What are you? This is not. These are not lines that were written down." Now he's down. not high, but <laughs> she is, right? But she's he's not high as a kite. He's not. They both think they hit an animal. They don't see an animal. They come to the conclusion that they never hit an animal. They never hit the animal. No. But now they have a fight, right? (laughs) Because Blair is high. Yes. Um, And she's kind of freaking out about the animal and losing Julian. And they fight because, uh, again, this this wasn't the plan, the course that that Clay wanted this Christmas time to take. He thought he was coming home for Christmas to get back with Blair Maybe, you know, have the, the, the triple threat back together again. And this is taken, this is so far off course that he's like, I'm going home as soon as I can, or I'm going back to the school as soon as I can. And I love you, but I can't handle this. He's yelling at right. her. She's yelling at him. They get out of the mm-hmm. car. She tries to walk away. Mm-hmm. Nonsense is spewed. He gets back in the car. She turns around. She gets back in the car. Well, she's got no other choice. Where the right. hell is she going to go? Exactly. Ride a coyote home? And these streets are dead throughout this movie. There is no, no one well, else on these roads. They again, say- they again park their car in the middle of the road, have a fight, get out, walk away. No, no traffic, no issue whatsoever. So, but they do find Julian because when they get back to Blair's Mm -hmm. apartment, Mm -hmm. he's sitting in the steps. He's wrecked. He is totally wrecked Mm -hmm. somehow. I guess in the meantime, he sold the jewelry, got a bunch of drugs, I guess. That's what I think you're supposed to think because how else does he get all, how does he get I don't know. He is a mess. 
And I love it because Andrew McCarthy says something like, oh, we got to get him to a hospital. And Jamie Gertz like pushes him away. And she's like, I will handle this. Yeah, and she's like, I just know. They're bickering while Robert Downey Jr.'s puking all over the place <laughs> and tripping over himself and sweating and shaking. So sweaty. Eyeliner, just blood everywhere. But this is when, and this all happens over the course of one night, we find out. Just one evening. That's it. Oh. Because later on, he calls and he's like, thanks a lot for last night, guys. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what? right. This seems to take place over Longest a week. night ever. Longest night. It, I thought it was. I thought it was over Me like, too. a course of time. Yep. Yeah. There is one point where he's he's in Andrew McCarthy's arms and he's got like puke all over his face. And he looks <laughs> up and I'm like, hey, thanks, man. Andrew McCarthy looks so grossed out by this. He does. Yeah, he does. He's so disappointed. I mean, I guess that's the that that was a sort of relatable piece where I was like, yeah, if I came home from college and I saw my friend in this bad a shape and realized, wow, this is I would be like grossed out by it, mm-hmm. you know, and to see because she automatically falls into this. It's okay, baby. I'll take care oh, of you. She Don't knows what's going on. At one point, he's like, I'm going to be sick. And she's like, you know where the bucket is? Yeah, right get into the, the bucket. Sink. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> And it's a huge, sturdy metal bucket. Like, it's really, like, it's the best puke bucket. But, yeah, they, it's really, it, the whole them taking care of him seems really surreal for both of them, actually. Right, right. He is so, so sick. This seems to be something that she's pretty used to, though. I think oh, she yeah. even mentions to him later, like, to, to, um, to Clay later, like, yeah, this is, this is what right. it is. This mm-hmm. is what happens. This is what life has been like since you're gone. Yeah. He gets yeah. really sick and I take care of him. He says he's going to clean up and mm-hmm. then he goes back at it. Right. And, and that's exactly he, what he does. Cause he wakes mm-hmm. up and we said he's naked and sweaty and she's wearing her business suit. And, <laughs> and he's even like, this is the last time, last time going to be great. Yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be clean. And this is where the weird scene with his dad comes into play with his dad playing tennis where I think it should have been earlier in the movie where he and his dad kind of reconcile and he hugs his mm-hmm. dad and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. But it doesn't mm-hmm. really go anywhere. Mm-mm. Well, Clay, in between, mm-hmm. uh, before Julian goes to his dad, you do get the sense that this is Julian's like cleanup time, especially mm-hmm. because Clay is here now to sort of empower him. Okay. Because Clay goes to the dealer. Clay goes to Rip. Oh remember? yes, yes, yes. When Rip is making the weird phone call in the like hot tub. In his hot tub with the with the yeah, phone by himself with the phone yeah. that you just put in, it just yeah. floats around. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and he basically is like, "Stop giving drugs to Julian. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone." He needs to get clean, and you need to leave him alone. I know, and he's cursing at, at Rip, and I'm I'm thinking yeah, the whole yeah, time, yeah. I'm like, don't you see that crazy dude over there with the goatee and the shaved eyebrow? That guy's going to break your <laughs> he's legs, He's just watching man. them. He's <laughs> just watching their interaction, like, what? Which seems crazy um, that he's just in this hot tub with his bodyguard hanging out with yeah, him. It seems I, It is weird. It's a weird, mm-hmm. and it's like in this huge, like, because there's a huge pool, but he's in the hot tub section of the pool by himself. This is where Rip starts to like he says things that sound reasonable like he's like why do you care about julian what does it matter yeah, yeah, yeah. what has he ever done? done for you he's dead mm-hmm. forget about him he's dragging you down with him you have a good thing going don't worry right. about this guy which right. sounds reasonable but again if we 
take into consideration their history and that they are friends, yeah, it makes sense that he would be there sticking up for his friend and saying, I'll get you the money, yeah. I'll sell my car, which he never does. Yeah, he like, does, I was waiting for him to do, do that. Yeah, 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 but he doesn't. He doesn't. But he does <laughs> like, try to, like, their get car, them. my favorite character in the movie, you're going to sell Is it. The... <laughs> and I guess then Rip and Bill trash... Blair's apartment, which seems terrible. Like, well, that's, but I think that's because that's the only place that Julian called home. Okay, mm-hmm. was her place, right? So they do. Julian. Now, this is when I thought we were coming to a. But thank God, there's messages on the answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they didn't delete those. Because, right? Yeah, because she listens to answering machine messages where it's some random girl that we've seen at the beginning. Which I thought was oh, funny. Right. It was just some girl at the party, and she's like, "We're going out to the desert. It's gonna be awesome. We're going to this party." Oh yeah, the springs. For the no, springs. Right for no reason. I don't know why this message was important. And then there's right after that, there's a message from Julian saying, "I'm going out to the springs." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. is this just to tell us that there's a party going on? Because there is. It's just to let us know where they're headed. <laughs> where they're headed to the next party. But anyway, let's get know. to the climactic end of this movie. Well, I'm happy to see the red blotch shirt back again when he goes to Palm Springs. Oh he yeah, brings that red shirt mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in like a he's in like a shitty hotel room. Like it looks like a hotel room. We find out later that Rip has like a suite at a hotel, and I guess that's what this is. And I guess that that's where I guess that Coke was big for the gays in Palm Springs because it's know like a what is going big, on. There is a lot of guys. Right? (laughs) And they all look like just terrible extras from like soaps. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It just looks like they're like, all right, let's find a bunch of dudes in their mid-20s. They're going to be extras. Let's dress them up in crazy outfits and have them just stand around and stare at each other. I don't think anybody's talking at all. Mm -mm. No, it's a really weird. It it looks uncomfortable and odd. Mm -hmm. I guess they're just waiting for Julian to show up and start, like, romancing them. I don't know. Because Rip easily convinces him to start blowing dudes. (laughs) Well, not that easily. Well, well, let's not forget this. So Julian doesn't go to Palm Springs to party. No, no, no. Julian goes to Palm Springs. This I thought was weird, too. But again, I guess because he's under the influence of drugs, he goes to Palm Springs to tell his drug dealer, listen, I don't do drugs anymore. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy your drugs right, anymore. Right. I'm gonna figure out a way to give you the money I owe you, but I'm I'm getting clean now. Mm-hmm. Who goes? Who does would, that? You would assume he could maybe call him or something. Right. Like right. on you, his fancy little hot tub phone or something. Right, exactly. And you would you think don't you show up. Risk. Yeah, you don't show up at his hotel. Where he's right. surrounded where he's by gay party. dudes and mm-hmm. drugs everywhere to tell right. him, listen, I'm done being your gay prostitute. I'm done doing <laughs> drugs. See all this around you? I'm not going to be a part of it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, crack in your mouth. <laughs> Go blow this guy. Here's a pipe. <laughs> Bill yeah. Bill even light it up for you. You don't even need yeah. to do that. <laughs> And uh, there's like 12 dudes out there, so you can work off a lot of this debt in one right. night. You could work out at least $600 of that debt just tonight, right. so go to it. Um, but in the meantime, Clay and Blair find out 
where he is. They go to right. a party, to the party uh-huh, that with that, all the TVs. The girl called and said they yeah. were at a party. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So they go there, find out that he is at this hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew McCarthy walks in on him blowing a guy, which is a yeah, great yeah. scene because <laughs> this extra again, I swear these people are not <laughs> actors, right? Because this extra, like Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, and he like backs away, and Andrew McCarthy grabs him, and this extra on the bed pulls up his pants, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on here? I thought everything was cool." <laughs> <laughs> So, so he rescues him, gets him out of this crazy scene, mm-hmm. but then they have to go back to the party to get Jamie Gertz. Because they left her behind. They left her behind she, for some reason, but she is empowering herself at this time. Well, I love it. Cause she, so she's at the party with, I think there's a group of girls that I think we saw. These were the girls sitting on the TVs. These are these. The TVs in their yeah. yeah, it's the same group mm-hmm. of kind of whatever druggy girls that uh are their friends and they're all doing i like they make a comment like oh my god last year's this year's party was so much better than last year's and jamie gertz is like actually it was exactly the same Mm -hmm. she's waking up to the situation and the hell that she's been living in right and she's over it she's over it she goes they all are in the bathroom doing their coke and she dumps hers out right there in the in the in the sink. And they're like, I like how they're like, what a waste. What are you doing? She's like, call a plumber. Nope. Yep. And Making no sense. Out. Makes yeah. no sense at all. You can't think of a better line to write. Than for call, yeah. call the plumber. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> plumber, my Coke is down the drain. I don't know. Call a plumber, she says. All right. But um, anyway, so they they get her. Clay and Julian mm-hmm. have kind of a blowout in the car. They have yeah. kind of a fight. And this is when... Julian like leaves the car and he's like, blah, blah. and then <laughs> Clay chases him and yells mm-hmm. at him and gets him back in the car. And James Spader, Bill, mm-hmm. Jamie Gertz, and Andrew McCarthy all have a big they all fight. have a fist fight. There's a big <laughs> yes. fist fight at this party, which as they're yelling at each other as this fight builds up, I yeah. could not in this entire movie I can't take my eyes off the extras. Everybody is completely oblivious to the fact that these yeah, people they are don't even screaming know. at yeah, each uh-huh. other. It's their weird reaction. Again, mm-hmm. I guess because we're supposed to think they're all on drugs, but it's a weird reaction to the it's fu- a very fact weird that there's reaction. a three-way fist fight mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and people mm-hmm. are hitting each other with things. Yeah, they have a pole from so right. He grabs something off the like one art piece thing and hits. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But eventually they do give get away. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason now, because the movie needs this to happen, Julian is dying. (laughs) No, I think he's very, I think he, at some point he must like, this is what I think. So, oh, okay. They leave with him, right? right? They finally get him in the car. He's in bad shape, but it's because he was off of drugs for, I guess, like you said, it was just a day. I thought it was like a week, like a couple of days. But he was off of drugs, and now, obviously, when he was at this party where he told his drug dealer, I'm not doing drugs anymore, <laughs> he did do drugs. Um, and then I, I think that while he was there, he must have gotten even more drugs that he had on okay. him. Because they go, they they leave, they they have to drive off You really are fast. really filling in the blanks of this movie. 
I, I understand I'm that you have to. to do that so that the ending makes sense. Exactly. You're, I'm trying to. So they, they, they escape. They drive out of the party to leave. Right. The, like spin with the red convertible Corvette, whatever. Right. And they, they drive off. They stop somewhere for gas. And, uh, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, when Julian goes to use the bathroom, he comes back out and he can't walk right. He's like, oh, forgot to use my legs or some kind of goofy like. I forgot to be walking. Yep. But I think that we're meant to think that whatever drugs he had left in mm-hmm. his pocket or wherever, he did. Like, because okay. all of a sudden he's really fucked up. Right. And you're right. like, wait a minute. Right. When I was wondering happen? why this escalated or how this even happened. But okay, that that makes sense. I would have liked I, to have seen that scene. Yeah, I agree. Or seen even the scene where maybe he, like, got a lot, like, that's how I interpreted it. Somehow he must have gotten even more drugs and right. he put okay. them in his system once they got him. No, that makes sense. No, no, because I, then he's really, then he's really wrecked while they're he's driving. He's definitely wrecked. And for some reason they decide to drive. You saw, you've been there. Yep. They drive through the Joshua Tree. Sure, why right? not? Why not? That's a place to be. Don't take him, don't take him to a hospital. Don't, no. don't do anything to help him. Just drive him no. around. Just drive. Just go for a long drive. And also maybe, right? maybe park on the side of the road and take a break last time he did this he threw up all over the place do you want him puking in that car no <laughs> no you don't like, come and, on <clears throat> it's an uncomfortable ride for the three of them it's a long ride mm-hmm. and they're all very tired oh the so sleepy can't keep her eyes open <laughs> you, so may, you may say that robert Downey jr is dead tired <laughs> well this is so so uh, uh, Clay is driving, and he's like, you could tell. Now, let me tell you that Palm Springs and Joshua Tree are not that far away from each other, but they seem like they've been driving <laughs> all night, right? Because yes. they're so tired, and he's so sleepy from driving. And Julian rests his head on, on Clay's shoulder, mm-hmm. and Clay's like, Julian, stop. You what? I'm just trying Julian. to drive. He even smiles like, oh, you nut. You crazy nut. nut. Right. He's well, he's totally dead. Like he's, he's dead. Totally he's dead. dead. He's dead. And so he stops the car and sleepy Jamie Gertz. They have to wake her up. What's mm-hmm. going on? What happened? I don't know. Dead. Dead. No heartbeat. Dead. And you should have gone to the hospital, you fools. And I don't want to say that Andrew McCarthy is a bad actor because he got jobs for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it's his boyish good looks, but he was pretty cute in there. Yeah. His reaction to. Robert Downey Jr. being dead is much like his reaction of Weekend at Bernie's. Like, ah! it's kind of like, ick, this, oh, I can't, oh, yeah, I this, can't believe it. Like, Jamie Gertz is yeah. breaking down, she's crying, and he's just kind of like, sitting there like, him, yeah. oh, I can't believe this is happening. Like, it's so, he seems put out by this whole situation. Well, he seems like, fuck, we were so close to getting him out and done with this, and mm. now you die? Like, you couldn't have died before he's kind of like annoyed like <laughs> i did all this i watched you puke i took care of you through the night while you were trying to get sober i asked my dad for he's like annoyed that we got this far and now you die <laughs> it's it's crazy his reaction's nuts yeah I so agree. we dissolve to a cemetery yeah yeah <laughs> he's it's been happened. buried 
they tell some stories about him. Like, oh, remember the time that... <laughs> not funny, not entertaining. No, I don't know. I'm going to miss I, him so much. I like when she's like, I'm just right, going to Right, the relationship so between these characters does not seem real to me at all. No, and then it's weird because that's like I said. So um, Clay brings up how he's known him since he's five. Mm-hmm. He goes into this whole thing like, oh, yeah. I remember when he was five. And that's when we get to hear... How his, his mom, mom died, died yep. when mm-hmm. he was young, yep. and he carried around a telegram or something sure. like that. that Why not? Dad gave yep. him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I guess Jamie Gertz wasn't friends with them from that age. I don't know when she met them, but it, she was like, this story was new to her. <laughs> and I think this was the attempt uh, to make you feel like. Oh, that's why he got into drugs. He has mommy issues. Or, oh, that's why he... Because he's like, oh, he was so strong as a kid. When his mom died, he stayed so strong. And I like to think that Clay was the only person holding him together. When he went to college, uh, everything was falling apart. Full apart. Uh-huh. But he asked Jamie Gertz to go back to college with him. And, and she's, she's like, like, absolutely. That sounds like a great idea now. Yeah. The end of yeah. the movie. Like, mm-hmm. that is it. Bill mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah. That's how this movie uh-huh. ends. After all mm-hmm. that craziness. Oh, boy, Jamie. We talked about this movie for a long time. There's so much to sort through with this movie. Oh, wait. You know what we haven't discussed yet? Have you ever seen this movie? I did. I did because a oh, lot you of... you did? Yeah. A lot of this movie looked familiar to me and i knew mm-hmm. what i knew what was going to happen and everything i don't remember mm-hmm. when i saw it it wasn't a memorable viewing experience for me but mm-hmm. i know i had seen it before hmm. you i had never okay. no i i didn't even know it existed to be honest all right would you recommend that people see this movie um no <laughs> okay yeah i no. feel the same way yeah um I was sort of, for our, I think maybe if I watched it at the time or maybe mm-hmm. even in college myself right. when I was more, not that I did coke in college, but I just did, you know, more, whatever, maybe then I would have related better to it. Um, it seemed, like you said, and, and like you just said now, <clears throat> it just seemed so unrelatable. These characters yeah. seem so mm-hmm. unrelatable and shallow and mm-hmm. and i get it like that i had the no point. need to care like, for any of them right. though and even their relationships i didn't their friendships didn't seem sincere and if you read any easton ellis stuff like if you read mm-hmm. rules of attraction and if you read uh, american mm-hmm. psycho and i'm Psycho's, sure it's yeah. the same way in less than zero the characters are unlikable and they are shallow but these characters didn't even seem real. Like they didn't yeah. seem like real human beings. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to know: Is Jamie Gertz like starting school there, or is she just going to move out? I there? think she's just following him because now they're in love, and but, and that again, even like their relationship. But they're not like, in love. It just it doesn't. That was what was weird. Is like if they had at least shown like in high school they were high school sweethearts. I really just right. thought they were three good friends mm-hmm. in high school. That's what it looked and like. Yeah. Then, it, like you said, was the was their love kind of infused with? drugs was it infused by because he does say like he loves her and then he missed her while he was gone yep but i feel like down the road it's just gonna be like she's gonna resent him because he took her away from her (laughs) modeling career i see where this is going he's gonna feel really bad because he'll realize that he's probably responsible for his friend's death like Mm -hmm. maybe he shouldn't have just ditched the dude like i i don't know it just i don't know nothing nothing about this seemed 
relatable and the characters just seemed like these weird cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah, that weren't complete in some sense. Yeah, I, I agree. So what do you recommend then? I'm going to recommend a movie that I've never heard anyone talk about in my life. Wow. So I hope I'm turning Obscure people Obscure much? I hope okay. I'm turning people onto a movie that they've never seen. Okay. It's a movie that I found on Netflix years ago. Mm-hmm. From 2002, it's called The Champagne Club. Ooh. It's a movie by a visual artist. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, but I think his last name is Machado. It's mm-hmm. about it reminded me of this movie because it's like if Julian and three other Julians had a ton of drugs and went to a mansion in the middle of nowhere. So it's these people, they go to a mansion in the middle of nowhere and just do drugs and they all slowly become insane. Okay. It's played, parts of it are played for laughs and it works, but it looks like this movie. Like they're all dressed like they should be in the 80s. When does it It take place? place in the 80s. Okay. At okay. one point, they have lines of coke down a hallway. So if somebody did like a line of coke that was 30 feet wow, long. Wow, that's a lot of right, coke. They should probably <laughs> die, but these people do it right. and they are having a blast. Like it's – and people – if anybody finds it, this movie and watches it, like I could see how people could watch it. The performances are bad and it – Okay. It no seems, names are in it. No, 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 no. And it feels okay. like a self-indulgent – piece of tripe at times but because an artist made it like the visuals are amazing like it is it's a movie that looks incredible okay so that's it the champagne club i've never heard anybody talk about it i thought i watched it once and i dreamed it like oh you were like wait a minute like years later when i decided to recommend this movie it took me so long to find it because i was like i think champagne's in the name i don't it might not be real. And I'm like, champagne room? And it kept taking me to all these strip clubs. I'm like, this isn't <laughs> right. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I would recommend people take a look. So Okay. Yeah, what okay. about you? Well, I had, after the movie, I was trying to think of recommendations and all the drug movies kind of came in my head that I would know of, like Drugstore Cowboy, da, da, da. Right. A Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. was one that mm-hmm. came up because that's a drug movie mm-hmm. that I actually kind of enjoyed because it's sort of a fun drug movie. Mm-hmm. Um Fear and Loathing in Vegas with Johnny Depp. Um, And then the other movie that I would recommend, because to me it's a fun kind of journey of someone fucked up. Okay. (laughs) Um, Barfly with Mickey Rourke. Oh, that's so much fun. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that, again, it's a little more of a like, yeah, about, you know, Bukowski and stuff. And Ricky Ricky Mork, I almost call him. Ricky (laughs) Mork. Ricky Mork is like a, a, you know, he's kind of on the same line as like a Robert Downey Jr. He's so great though, too. Mm, I don't want to say that Robert Downey Jr. isn't. I'm hoping that at some point there will be like, you know how they're we're in the midst of the McConaissance right now, where Matthew <laughs> McConaughey made all those shitty romantic comedies for years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's taking and now really he's great. Like, I want that. I to saw happen. Cadillacs. I'm very serious. I want that to happen to Robert Downey Jr. I mean, yeah, you do. Iron Man is fine. Sherlock Holmes is fine, but he is a talented guy. Like very. he should be doing better work than he's doing. I agree. I agree. So I hope that's right around the corner. <laughs> I hope that's coming. I do. All right. So two weeks from now, folks, if you are not familiar with our podcast, you should know that December is our theme month. Mm -hmm. Last year we did um, holiday themed TV movies. 
So if you have not listened to our Smoky Mountain Christmas episode, oh, you need to go. You, you need should to visit go. that. And yeah. while I would love to watch that again and talk about it, oh, we're you not know you have. That. It's your favorite new holiday movie. We are going to um, we're going to celebrate a brand new holiday, Jamie. Mm-hmm. It is called Hanukkah. It's kind Whoa. of like Hanukkah, <laughs> but I guess you decorate your house with like empty whiskey bottles and crack pipes or something, yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to cover, we get three movies in December. We're going to cover the three movies from the 80s that Corey Haim and Corey Feldman oh, were in together. Oh. And you may be thinking, I'm, I'm... weren't they in a ton of movies together? Yes, but yeah. most of them were in the 90s. There were only three movies in the 80s that they were in together. And the first one we're going to cover is the 1987's The Lost Boys. So it's a movie that people so always good. want us to do at Halloween. A lot of people recommended mm-hmm. it again this year, but I took it out of the mm-hmm. running because I knew we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So we get to watch them fight vampires. We get to see Jamie Gertz again. <laughs> if you're excited about that. Jason Patrick. The grandfather from the Gilmore Girls is in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got a good cast here. But anyway, that'll be in two weeks and it will start our three-part Corey extravaganza. I'm so excited. So, everybody, uh, we will see you guys in two weeks yes. where we talk about sexy vampires. Woo! Right? Kiefer Sutherland and Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah, that's right. And again, the great, the great Jamie Gertz. The but... great Jamie Gertz, who I'm starting to think wasn't all that great. No offense, uh, Jamie Gertz, but no, I'm she's... starting to wonder what the big deal was. That's oh, it. Man. We will see everybody in two weeks. Two more. All right. Bye. All right. Ciao. Good night. Don't forget to check out our podcast oh. on all the variable <laughs> ways there are to check out our podcast. <laughs> you know, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> Etc. Etsy. Download. Are we on Etsy? Do we make crafts as well? That maybe I don't know. I'd, I'd stitch like a RoboCop pillow or something. <laughs> yes, but please check us out there and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. We love reviews. We do. We don't get enough. All right. That's it. See you guys. No, would it be a hemphedabedal? Yep, a hemphedabedal. Exactly.